last Bible study, uh, we finished out the book of James. It was a fun and it was a tough book to go through. Uh, there was many parts that I found myself stumped in how to cover it or what something meant, but those are good. Those are good moments to go through and to learn and to continue to delve uh, deeper into the word and continue to try to understand um, just the difficult passages in there because it's not it's not particularly easy in some spots. Um, I personally found the book very convicting to go through about Christian living, displaying your faith properly. Um, but yeah, I, w I would encourage y'all to go back and read through James again at some point uh, and think upon all that we went over uh, and all the applications it has because uh, James is full of them. But we have closed the cover on James, and now we can move on to our next book. Those of you who were who've looked at the announcements or were listening last topical study or were listening five minutes ago, um, you know what the next book is. Uh, the next book we're going on to is Ephesians. I'm looking forward to going through this book. While it may not be as convicting as James in some places, uh, I always find this book to be quite edifying. Um, tonight, we will be doing two things. We'll be covering some general information about Ephesians, some introductory information, if you will, as well as uh, we're going to read all of Ephesians. Um, it's only six chapters long, so reading through the entirety of it, uh, it won't take extremely long, but it'll probably be a helpful roadmap of what will be covered in the weeks to come. I have no clue how many weeks it'll take. I don't even remember how many weeks James took, but they're they're rather comparable in length. Um, all right. <clears throat> all that being said, I'm going to get into the general info, which uh, will probably be the shorter part of this comparatively to reading through Ephesians, because there's not a ton, a ton without getting too deep into it, which we're going to do in the weeks to come. So more general, broad info of authorship, themes, things like that. All right. <clears throat> Ephesians is an epistle. If you remember from the beginning of James or all the way back to the beginning of Romans, epistles are letters from apostles uh, that are written either to a specific church or are meant to be passed around churches in a particular area. So epistles can be quite broad if they are meant to be passed around in a particular area, or epistles can be very particular, um, even mentioning names or actions of the peoples in the church, or addressing specific problems within a church. Um, if it was a letter that's meant to be passed around, it's going to be more broad, it's going to be covering more broad topics and not specific actions or specific things of a particular church, but rather more so general themes about uh, about 
things that need to be addressed in a wider area that would then deal with the issues that could be smaller that could arise if you deal with a general bigger issue at hand and you can find very easy implications to that to a particular problem in a church it's still very helpful um yeah ephesians uh, is a letter to the church of ephesus uh, it is debated if this letter was meant for one particular church or if it was meant to be passed around to other churches in the Asia Minor area, um, this debate arises from a more formal tone of Ephesians compared to other epistles that Paul writes, such as Galatians and 2 Corinthians. Um, and also Paul in this letter is not addressing a particular issue, uh, but rather more some more pastoral uh, and it's more general in the issues that it's dealing with. Um, this letter was written around the same time as Colossians and Philemon, and I guess also uh, kind of Philippians, more so the setting, but well, this is considered one of the prison epistles, Paul writing this either prison or under house arrest. Uh, but this letter was written estimated date of writing is around 60 to 63 AD leaning probably closer to 62 AD or, or more or earlier than later in that range of three years which I guess isn't a ton of wiggle room but um, like I said Paul wrote this either in prison or under house arrest uh, as we can see that he says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 1 saying for this reason I Paul a prisoner of Christ on behalf of you Gentiles. So telling them that he is in prison for um, at least preaching the word, whether that's uh, actual prison or house arrest at the time of this writing, I think it is unclear. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ephesus was the capital of the Roman province of Asia on the west coast of Asia Minor, which would relate to about modern-day Turkey. Um, Ephesus was home to the Temple of the Goddess Diana, which was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. So you can imagine the city would be filled with pagan worship and practices. That includes things such as like magic and the occult. Uh, these practices and pagan worship was preached against by Paul in Acts 19. Um, Ephesians can be broken up into two major parts, uh, with the switch of the parts happening at the beginning of chapter 4. Um, Paul first delivers theological truths and realities that are core to us as Christians, and then switches how we ought to live as Christians, how we ought to live in the light of the truths that he is giving to us. Um, Ephesians is very important for understanding our unity with Christ in his resurrection from the dead, as well as unity with the church at large. Unity is mentioned a lot in this letter. Um, there are more themes than just unity covered in Ephesians, some of them being grace, election, redemption, reconciliation, God's purpose of the church, mystery, wisdom, love, purity, marriage, parents, slavery, and spiritual warfare. Um, that's all the more broad themes, I guess. Those are kind of larger themes, um, but we'll get delve into those more in particular 
when we get to the verses that it corresponds with. Um, that's really all the main introductory info I have for Ephesians. Uh, so now, instead of doing a deep dive with the first couple verses, I'm just going to read the whole letter for us so we know kind of where we're going and we know what is to come in the next few, or probably more than a few, in the next weeks. But next week is when we'll start doing the particular exegesis of verses in Ephesians. But yeah, it's time to read Ephesians. I can't post the entirety of Ephesians inside with Discord, so if you have an online Bible or you have a physical Bible with you, read along with me, starting in Ephesians 1.1. I'm reading out of the ESV. Uh, I'm going to take a quick sip of water before I read through all of this. But yeah. All right. Ephesians 1, 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. To the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also... I lost my place. Verse 13. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. Verse 15. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, 
what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority, and power, dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet, and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Chapter 2 and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now, that is now at work, and the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he had which with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Verse 11. Therefore, remember that at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at, at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made us both one and has broken down in the flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in the place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens 
with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together to a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Chapter 3 For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. Verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly then all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Chapter 4 I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, there is one body and one Spirit, 
just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to, the, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are, able, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ from whom the whole body is joined from th- sorry verse 16 from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love now i now this i say and testify in the lord that you may no longer that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to, every, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, it is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one and one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let sun go down on your anger and give opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, 
but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Chapter 5 Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in the love as Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us, a fragment, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead, let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral, or impure, or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is a shame, for it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully, then, how you walk not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what, is, what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Verse 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. His body and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, 
that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it, nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Chapter 6 Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in discipline and instruction of the Lord. Bondservants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart, as you would Christ, not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from their heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bondservant or is free. Masters, do the same to them and stop threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, that there is no partiality with him. Verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord, and in the strength of his might, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God praying at all times in the Spirit, with prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth, boldly, pro- boldly to proclaim 
the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, and that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak, so that you may also so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. Tisesis probably butchered that, but uh, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love the Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Okay. That is all of Ephesians read through. Um, That is what we're going to be covering. That is what we will go over in the weeks to come. This is not going to be the only time I'm going to read all of Ephesians. I'm probably going to do it at the very end on the last Bible study and at the at the chapter 4 beginning mark. I might read half of Ephesians because that's where the big switch of what Paul is talking about happens. Um but that's um that is all of Ephesians. Uh if you have any th- questions about what we just read in Ephesians, then wait, because we're going to get to them. Uh, We are going to eventually cover them, and at that time, if you still have questions when I go deeper into it, um, then we can deal with them there. But all of what we talked about is going to be covered. If you have particular questions about the background of what we just did, or I guess questions about the Bible study in general. Um, hold on, let me let me read what you said. Love your wife so yourself, and, but I'm certain that I've read to put your wife before yourself, which means worth more than yourself. Uh, that's love your wife as yourself. That's uh, we're, that's going to be covered in in uh, chapter five, saying if you. Ephesians particularly talking about if you love your wife. Okay, so, but what about put your wife before yourself? Is there, do you have a verse reference in particular that you're talking about? That's that addresses <laughs> that doesn't say what you're saying. It's not talking about merit. So we can we can talk about this after the study if so I can I guess clear up whatever you're asking about. Um but I'm going to go ahead and close this in prayer. This is a, a bit of a, a shorter study than normal. I guess it's about the same time, but shorter in content of what we're addressing, I suppose. Uh, But yeah, I'm going to pray for us and then we can be 
done. Lord, I thank you for this time that we are able to just read through your word, that we're able to see all of what we're going to go through, Lord, that we can see even a glimpse of things that are going to apply to us, that we may be convicted about sin, that we may be convicted about our actions just by what we read through tonight, Lord. I just pray that we would be diligent as we go through for these next weeks, going uh, through Ephesians, and that we would study well, that we would pay attention well, that we would see the truth and the goodness, the holiness in your word, Lord. Um, I pray for all of us that we are able to go throughout our weeks, that we'd be able to um, just read your word daily, to give thanks and to give praise to you all that we do, Lord. Um, I just pray for all these things in your wonderful and holy name. Amen.